Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And today we're talking about minute number 22 of Justice League. And this minute's going to start out with Diana questioning uh, black-clad beta a la Lasso of Truth. Uh, and the minute's going to end with some other members of the black-clad bad guy gang um, firing automatic weapons at her. Black-clad bad guy gang. BCBGG. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a Wonder Woman minute, Nate. We're back to... We already did that. We did. We already did that. I know. Already did that. Um, but we might have to reiterate some things. You know, we are dealing with the lasso of truth here in this minute, and so normally um, I refer to it as the lasso of Hestia. I don't know why that is. It just lately, if I see the it, the lasso I, of Hestia compels you. Yeah, I, I that yeah, I say it that way. Um, and I wonder. I don't know if it came about because of this movie or uh injustice but that seemed to be like a recent thing a more recent thing not even like the new 52 but more so dc rebirth and injustice the most recent video game and now this movie as well where we call the lasso of hestia and even the wonder woman movie in 2017 um, where they explained to steve trevor about the lasso of hestia just seems to be like how i refer to it and i wonder if as time goes on will people be like oh yeah that's the lasso of hestia we just found out about the bracelets of submission which i didn't know that was the <laughs> we've name. had to have known that i think it's kind of like a themiscara slash paradise island type deal yeah they just got the silly old comic book name you know the lasso of truth uh I mean, Bracelets of Submission is pretty cool, but, like, I don't know. Um, Invisible Jet, but, like, that still is used. (laughs) They figured it out. (laughs) But, like, those, like, stupid names. There's another one where she has, like, what was the the, the mind radio? Maybe it was called the mind radio. Um, It was just a phone. That's from Shazam, right? It's from Wonder Woman. I don't know if they brought it into Shazam, but it's a Diana makes that. Oh, okay. There is, uh, that is one, apparently that is a power of the lasso, is that it can uh, mind control someone. It can make them do something against their will if it wanted to. I guess that's like another, that's just, it's just one of those like in comic book lore, it has been used to do that. So, but not saying that it's a, it's canon in this universe. I'm thinking, is it like a, um. You got me simping for Wonder Woman, and I get to wear the Hestia lasso as a leash, and we're going out to the stores? That's not happening. That's not happening? No. No. How much does it take to get that to happen? Uh, Apparently become a reactionary terrorist, and uh, Wonder Woman will come find you. That's a different show. Yeah, that's That's a a, different show. That's a completely different section of the white pages. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, so there's some quick tidbits on that. The Lasso of Truth, also known as the Lasso of Hestia, which is the goddess of hearth. And um, I'm sure someone else will do this on their own show and analyze it. Uh, I'm sure we could spend another extra five, ten minutes just talking about what hearth is and how it relates and and really diving into the social constructs of hearth and 
how that applies to the lasso here. Um, but we will say that for another time, uh, I guess the only takeaway is we talked about this on wonder woman minute is <laughs> because she's the goddess of hearth, it can roughly translate to fire. And there's speculation that the heat of the lasso is enough to compel someone to speak the truth. And so that's probably all you really need to, to walk away mm. with. Um, but there are some things about hearth dealing with, uh, domestic uh like domestics um but we'll say that for another time uh here's where she starts interrogating black clad beta and he says we're a small group of reactionary terrorists and i don't know about you nate but i had to ask myself what is a reactionary terrorist some people might be asking themselves hey i don't know what that means and so Can therefore you break it down for me reactionary after the fact yes terrorism uh, bad. Yeah. The, <laughs> distilled into its most purest form. Yeah. Uh, hey, I don't like that things aren't going our way, and uh, now we're mad and we're going to do something bad about it. I have a question. I'm raising my hand. Yes, Nate. You in the back. Hi. Nathan Alexander, DC Cinematic Minute. Longtime listener, first time. So, reactionary <laughs> terrorist, does that play into the fact of what we were talking about yesterday as how they see Superman as the target of hate? Yeah, so there's there's two, and it's weird because there's two different reasonings in the two different movies. In this version, he says, we're a small group of reactionary terrorisms who want to turn, the, who want to turn back the clock on Europe a thousand years. They're more so political... Like in our in our modern world, in our real life world, they're they're that kind of uh, terrorist group. Um, something that we recently dealt with in America is the uh, January sixth, the Capitol uh, kind of. I don't know what you want to call that, but it to me it's 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 domestic it's an attack ter- on the Capitol. It's domestic terrorism, and that is reactionary terrorism. Things aren't going their way now; they're mad, and they're going to do something bad, right? So it's reactionary terrorism is terrorism that is reacting to politics or current political climate. Um, here in in this film, in this version, Zack Snyder's Justice League, it is about the current state of politics and wanting to go back to the way things were. But for them, it's like super extreme. It's about going back to um, the dark ages of, of Europe. Whereas in the 2017 version, he says this differently. He says, we're a small group of reactionary terrorisms. We know that this, we know that sin has brought on this plague of aliens. And so... I don't that, remember that. They yeah. say that in 2017? Yeah, he says that's a completely different line. He says we're... yeah. Uh, we know that sin has brought on this plague of aliens. So you think of General Zod, you think of Doomsday, you think of the parademons that they have in the 2017 version. There's parademons everywhere with the mother boxes apparently built into their chest when they explode. But uh, yeah, so these people are more so like, we have to do this. We're reacting to the fact that we're being invaded by aliens. It's time to self-destruct, self-destroy ourselves. And... That's stupid. Yeah, um, it's super. It's, the, yeah, the the 2017 dialogue that seems more like that seems like you're you're saying that, but you're getting spoon. We're getting spoon fed. Uh, context about the parademons. 
Yeah, like we're the the sin of the aliens is what we're reacting to. It's like okay, well we're reactionary terrorists. Oh no no no! What More, do you react like? Our sin, like uh, like through uh religion, like our like our sin has brought the aliens onto yeah, us. I, I get that. You know S- what I mean? Mm, I know what you mean. I feel like that line of dialogue is more of a um i guess it gives it gives more contact context than to just say we're reactionary terrorists wanting to roll back the rock to the dawn of time yeah it's that's a weird back reference i don't know if people are gonna get that that was a cartoon movie it's a great movie i think it changes the narrative what it does is it changes the narrative where in this version in Zack snyder's version the terrorists are more so just purely political, whereas the 2017 version they're it's driven all about by the aliens, but they're also driven by extreme extremist views and in, in religion. So they're mm-hmm. more fueled by religion, and weirdly, it's it becomes like extreme Christianity in that sense. Um, I could be reaching over which religion they follow, but. You know, here they're saying our sin has brought on this plague of aliens. And then also, when we are done with this scene and we move on to the next scene in the next 30 seconds, um, in Zack Snyder's version, he had already turned uh, black clad alpha had already turned that bomb on in yesterday's minute when Mm -hmm. he's and he already said his thing where he says down with the modern world back to the dark ages in the 2017 version, when we're done with this scene, now he's opening up the briefcase and saying more than just that. He says he has more dialogue in the 2017 version where he says, this is man's best hope against the aliens, question mark. Uh, um, this is man's best hope down with the modern world, back to the dark ages and the safety of holy fear. So... That to me is like okay. Now this is no longer a political reactionary terrorist group. This is a religious extremist terrorist yeah. group, and so with that, it's a completely different narrative. Now, you said, oh. I was just gonna say to me, it doesn't track because it fits better here that you have all these gods watching them. Again, it's a monotheistic religion, but you know, saying gods and sheriffs and angels and all these things they're all watching all the heavens are watching them it's weird that they are that they would be like extreme christians or extreme you know religious figures and acting extreme this way Christian. you are prime prime for sunday 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 Ex- extreme, extreme christianity <laughs> extreme mass <laughs> extreme mass yeah Come into the Cynodome Sunday, Sunday. Make sure you get your wafers and what is it? <laughs> Communion wine. <laughs> Instead of like the cinnamon roasted pecans, it's like cinnamon roasted like the Jesus Christ wafers. <laughs> the wafers, yeah. Cheese, cheese. Make sure you get your palm fronds shaped like a cross. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Oh, man. Can we have these? No, never mind. <laughs> Someone's doing it. There's a church out there. Someone's doing monster truck, but... Yeah, it's there's a church out there who's trying to live it up for the youth group, so... Man, that was a wild time in my life, too. Let me tell you. Yeah. Did you ever have to experience youth group? Yes. That, yeah? Jeez. Man, going to church on Wednesday nights? What a terrible idea. What a... Who... Who, who wants to do that? <laughs> 
Could you that that's like how to make Wednesdays worse? You mean the hump day? You mean the the one day out of the weekdays that we might enjoy something? How do we make it worse? You're going to youth group at like seven p.m. and then forget all the homework. homework. <laughs> yeah, right? Like forget the homework. Forget. I'm a junior. Marching band. The after marching band practice goes straight to youth group. Like, bro, I'm not doing any of that. I'm not doing that. Get no, out. Absolutely not. Uh, what a terrible time. Back to the dark ages. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yes, I I do like I I do like this Zack Snyder version a lot more. Um, just in totality, just everything that they took out from the 2017 version and the way that they re or not re re going back to the way it was intended versus. Mm what the 2017 version went with. I like this one a little bit better. It's a, a lot less is said from the terrorists and a lot more is shown of Wonder Woman, which is what we want to see. Even though it's a four-hour movie, it does it better by taking yeah. stuff away that we don't need to have. Um, Speaking eh. of Wonder Woman, I was I want to I kind of bring about um, how she's uh, her interrogating uh, black-clad beta here. How she strings him up and is, you know, saying, um, you know, getting him to spill his beans. Mm-hmm. I think On it's toast. very cool. Yeah, I think it's very cool to uh, to think that as he's, you know, telling the truth, mm-hmm. and it's just all like coming out and spewing out of his mouth. She does the quick, boring, like what, what else, you know, yeah. like kind of thing. Imagine her doing this for, you know, at least however 90 100 years 100 plus years since she's gotten the the lasso mm-hmm. and the amount of time she's had to interrogate a bad guy or something and they just like spill their entire shtick of what they're doing and she has to okay all right come on let's go get to the part where i need it. it's like uh, now think of it as like a, a a wonder woman who has been doing it for 100 plus years gets a bad guy what are you doing here uh, blah 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 blah. Boring. Tell me more. Like, come on, keep on, keep it up, keep it up. It's like the pacing yeah. is there. It doesn't. She doesn't need to get the whole shtick. Yeah. She already knows that bad stuff is happening. She knows. She just needs a little bit more information on how to approach yeah. it. I mean, it's kind of cool. It's where the she's RPG like, route. It's she is. She's <laughs> she's a little bit like gathering the intel, but she doesn't use that intel because she just goes blazing into the room anyway. You know, yeah. she's not going and doing it stealth ways. She didn't see the NPC where he's like, well, "There's tall grass you can hide in," and like take them out one by one. Yeah, you know, and she's like, not, "I'm not here like to. That. I'm not here to listen to your motivation and to yeah. and to deem whether what you're doing is right or wrong. I know it's wrong, and I need to save those people. So I need to know what you're planning here so that I can thwart that plan." And honestly, yeah, it's it's the RPG route. It's like me playing Mass Effect right now and skipping through the dialogue. You're just ramming A. Like, just like, let me on, get on, to the, the dialogue box and I'll I'll figure it out from there as long as I yeah. can choose the right choice. Um, just spamming through that real quick. And I can speed read. I can just go, yeah, you know, okay, terrorist bomb. Huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I get All right, it. boring, let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. That's something that we didn't get in the other version where she goes boring. Like, I, I, tell me, tell me what's next. And uh, it's it's a little bit comical. You get a little bit of a chuckle out of it, and it shows Wonder Woman being intense and serious. And honestly, when we first saw it, I think it was just kind of like one of those things where, yeah, it's like this is awesome. It's cool. I love seeing Wonder Woman be like that. Mm-hmm. And um, 
you know, and then he says it's too late um, in just a few a few seconds, so four city blocks. So, which is something to think about because normally we're just thinking of like this room, but it's four city blocks. Like, it's a huge bomb. That's a huge bomb. It's a very big bomb. Yeah. Uh, and what else does he say? He says, uh, we have no demands. We're just stalling the police while we do it. Um, that, I think, is also not in the 2017 version, which is good because that's, that's something else is that they're just here to blow up the bomb. They're really just that bad for bad guys' sake. There is no, hey, we wanted to get something out of this, or we're yeah. Here's our message. It's yeah, like, no, you're not. You're not sending a message. You're yeah. just bad guys for bad guys. Yeah, it's it's a really good line, a really important one, really. Um. So moving on over to the other room. So now we're at thirty seconds uh, when we enter this room on the bomb. On the bomb. 30 seconds okay. on the bomb. Less than 30 seconds. Counting down right now. And then by the time Wonder Woman has entered the room and assessed the situation and begins carrying out justice, she will have about less than 13 seconds to succeed. And uh, in the 2017 version, when he does activate the bomb in this room at that time, in that version, he activates it with only 20 seconds left. But she still has... The same amount of time when she's done dodging bullets from one of these terrorist groups. Um, when she breaks through the door, this is where we get more ancient lamentation music as she enters in. Um, say what you will about the ancient lamentation music, but I think it works a lot more uh, than the Avengers-esque march that Danny Elfman composed for this this bit right here. Which, again, I'm not... I like Danny Elfman when he's when he's right for the situation, but not for this, not for this moment here. Because hell, give me Oingo Boingo all day, every day. <laughs> it, uh, Danny Elfman is good, and he he really did help with Avengers: Age of Ultron when he was brought in to help for that film. But the Avengers esque march that we get here, um, if you were to rewatch that scene and listen to kind of like this little staccato march that's behind Wonder Woman as she enters in. Um, yes, it seems heroic, but this is going for something else with that ancient lamentation music. This is a god showing up. This is the godliness yeah. aspect of it. This is it right here. It would be now, more on the nose if she came in via lightning bolt and was just like, I have arrived. Like a sunbeam, yeah. you know, rays exactly. shooting down from like the red, you know, that's, it's that type of. We saw that in Dawn of Justice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what so, were you going to say? I think it's just great. I think the uh, the ancient lamentation music works perfectly here. Uh, I kind of wish the needle drop for it was here at first and not when she was standing on the statue. But then I want to say if I heard anything else, if she was standing on the statue, I'd probably be like, that sucks. Put the put the ancient lamentation music. Like, I feel like it's one of those, nothing else is going to fit in here. This is a heroic shot yeah, we're just going to have to use it for this and her entrance. Yeah, and that Ancient you know? Lamentation music is a very long track. Junkie XL on his YouTube channel has explained this song and like the entire track that the vocalist uh, did for him. Um, and, you know, I'm sure when they 
are doing these scenes with the ancient lamentation music, they're taking that whole track and just kind of sliding it and seeing which part of that song best goes with this because they want the ancient lamentation music, but which part do they want the softer part? Do they want the 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 more intense the war cry? Yeah, exactly. There's so many different moments of this longer song that they're using. Um, and so when they try to find the best one, I, I feel like um, it works really well, especially there's some more sorrow, sad parts of, of that song. And I love hearing that, especially when Queen Hippolyta is lighting that Artemis arrow and sending it um, to man's world. That's I like the drums in that more, the yeah. little timpanis that are going on. Yes. Or maybe yeah. they're timpanis, but... Um... But yeah, I like I like that that march esque sound because it's more of a um, you're, I mean it's gearing up. It's yeah. it's it's an approach to something that is about to happen. Yeah. And with this entrance, it is just an entrance. You know, doors blown off the hinges. It's just wood shattering and splintering. You know, these these black clad guys are just ju- getting blown off their feet. Yeah. It's insane. It's like, imagine we see Sonic Boom hits from like Superman hitting things. I imagine the same type of thing is happening yeah. uh, here. And you know, it, it just hits harder in this one. Like, it just has more of an impact emotionally. Not, you know, there's nothing really different with the shot. Like, we've seen this shot in the original trailer. Like, the very first trailer. Even we saw it in Wonder Woman when she started attacking some german soldiers yeah in a in a in a tower or something yeah but uh it, it, the music transforms it because it brings this mythos into the character and and as we've been talking about for the last handful of minutes it's all the heavens watching and weighing the case of these of these criminals these terrorists these people who are harming innocents and so now you can think of it as the heavens sending their oh, judge. Mm, I def- knew you were going to say it. I knew it. And that's exactly what I was picturing in my mind. Damn it. Yeah, right? Doesn't it? They send- It's exactly what it is. They're sending their envoy. It's like, okay, you go deal with it. Yeah, they sent they sent the daughter of Zeus down to to defend the children of the poor and pun- punish the wrongdoers. Like, here it is. Here is the god who has shown up and... Uh, you know, it could not be more intimidating. It's not just a superhero; it's a it's a god, and there and she's upset, very upset. The mother in Diana is like, "I'm going to destroy these people because mm-hmm. what you guys are doing is uh, just there's there's no there's no conditions for it. All types of bad. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. One of the cool things that I thought uh, that I, I I I now notice about this minute is when time kind of speeds back up, you notice how, like, wind re-enters the room here? Yeah. Yeah, it's like she busts in. Um, you know, everything's in slow motion. You get the ancient lamentation music, but then as things calm down, you see the wind kind of change course, and, like, it's almost like it re-enters the room. I don't want to say it gets sucked out of the room, but it like it's like a, pow- it's, it's like well, a vacuum happened, and then it came, comes back in. It's like you're ever standing on the side of the road and like a car goes by really fast and you feel that initial whoosh and then you get that backdraft. I usually don't stand that long enough to be like, whoa. Okay, well, for those of us who are actively walking into traffic. 
<laughs> we we knew it all too well. Um, yeah, it's like a backdraft. That's just you know comes with speed. It's a, a heck of a lot of speed. Uh, there's even I think there might be a a deeper uh, mythology like study that a study of mythos that you can do with um, Hestia and Hermes because I think there is a relation between the two characters and I think if you if we were to consider that all the gods diagram that most people have seen about Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League which is like the Courtland symbol mm-hmm. with like you know between betwixt all the gods and all the devils are within you kind of mural uh, there is a that betwixt section between Wonder Woman and, and Flash. And so um, yes. that's something I thought about with... Uh, Touched by the gods. Yeah. And uh, it's just really cool stuff to think about the character in that sort of way. But it's really cool stuff. I, I really like that we have this movie because it seems like as time goes on, there was a time where we said, oh, Zack Snyder's Watchmen is too ahead of its time. You know, we're not ready there to talk about superheroes in that way because we're still trying to enjoy superhero movies like x-men and the the avengers and we still haven't gotten a justice league movie yet so why jump ahead and do a movie like watchmen which is kind of like uh um an antithesis i forget what the term is but like to to go that route where we subvert superhero stories and uh, now it seems like that's all superhero stories are starting to be, which is is uh, Invincible and The Boys and and Watchmen and like the Watchmen TV show and all these different things where it's like, oh, now we need to play around with the ideas of yeah. Of I'm trying to think like what do you call them like decomposed superhero stories deconstructed or? deconstructed that's yeah. what it is okay yeah deconstructed superhero stories and now it's like. It's nice to go back and see a Wonder Woman scene like this in in modern day in the Justice League story and it actually be a Justice League story and it's not Queen Maeve beating up terrorists and you know killing terrorists and being like oh look at this decon- like subverted Wonder Woman perception or seeing yeah. Omni-Man kill his version of the Justice League and and being like oh look at what superman would do to the justice league it's like can we for once just enjoy the superheroes being who they are and it's nice to have this wonder woman scene and being like yes it's an actual wonder woman scene fighting terrorists and saving people like and there's no subversion to that that expectation it's nice that we actually have that and done in the vision of the the creator the 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 director of this story um it's really nice to have that um I don't know about you, Nate, but I do have just one firearm note on my list just because this weapon is being used here and it's a pretty mm-hmm. substantial moment in this minute. Um, but this terrorist here, he has a HKG-36C, which I was trying to see what the C represented in that... Carbine. Carbine? I got, I'm assuming. I got compact model. Okay, sure. So the... I, G- don't, know, I don't know weaponry. I had to look it up on the Internet Movies Firearm Database. I hope I got that name right. Uh, compact model, very short 9-inch barrel, and no optics attached. That's the um, biggest difference between this G36C and the typical G36 model. And it also the normal model usually has the the carrying bar that's on yeah. top of it that you can grab. 
Um, this one does not have that either. And I think the stock can come off the back and make it shorter. F- fold down. Yeah, like fold and like yeah. attach. Uh, so yeah, that's that. I feel like this is a very popular gun that you see in, in most uh, modern action films. And um, I never get tired of this moment, you know? I never get tired of this Wonder Woman dodging this bullet thing. I think it's really, really, really cool. Seeing Wonder Woman and bullets is very uh, prominent now to me, Mm -hmm. having done Wonder Woman Minute and analyzing that first bullet that is fired on Themyscira and just the overall reaction to what she witnessed on her beach, on her home, and in World War One, and just that whole idea of modern warfare meeting ancient warrior. Yeah. And just always that, that imagery of, of bullets and Wonder Woman is very fascinating, more so now to me. Um, yeah, you get the whole, you know, let's fire a automatic weapon and, you know, uses the, the bracelets to, to block them and everything. But... Now I have a more f- greater respect of what she's doing and the idea of using the bracelets of submission to block an automatic weapon. We'll get to that later on in this week, and I am so excited to get to that. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, bullets and Wonder Woman and how she's reacting is now one of my favorite things to think about. Yeah. Um, and that is all thanks to... Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. There, uh, this moment where she just kind of ignores the first two bullets and then mm-hmm. you know easily dodges the next one, the third one. Taking that and comparing it to the first time she witnessed a bullet on Themyscira, and we talked about it, the importance of that first bullet because it killed an, an Amazon sister. You know, now she's so seasoned. A hundred years of dealing with this, that she's just like, they're shooting. Bullets, uh-uh. Yeah, no big zero tolerance. Yeah, I'm not even gonna look at those bullets. No like, tolerance yeah. for bullets. Yeah, I love it. I I could not love it anymore. And I think I don't get tired of slow mo either. I know that's a big criticism in this movie and with Zack Snyder movies overall. This one is probably the most most slow motion you'll ever see. I think there's 10% of this movie is in slow motion, which equates to about 24 minutes of slow motion, which is kind of, that's a lot. But I want to say the most comes from Queen Hippolyta coming out of the cage. Oh, yeah. That whole sequence is like the longest slow motion bit in this movie, right? Yeah. And I guess it's, I'm not tired of it. Uh, you also have the Flash, so that when you're introduced, don't count it. Yeah, when you're dealing with the Flash, it's like, well, it has to be don't in count slow it. motion. <laughs> and when you're dealing with Superman, it has to be in slow motion. And when you're dealing yeah. with Wonder Woman, it has to be in slow motion. It's like every it, it makes sense that all these things are in slow motion. Um, People weren't. I mean, at least it wasn't in on my radar when 300 came out and the slow motion in that movie. People weren't. I don't know. Maybe people were getting pissed off at the slow motion in it or not, but I don't. And, and the only thing coming from Sucker Punch is like, oh, it's a video game. No shit. Yeah. Like <laughs> the Sucker you Punch got thing. It. You're right. Blew Absolutely. Me away. I, I will <laughs> it's, never. It's a bad movie. Why is it a bad movie? It's too much like a video game. Duh. Yeah. It's what it was. <laughs> it was. It was someone being like, yo, this is this could be its own video game. Uh, <laughs> Sucker Punch is so good, and the slow motion in that movie. is fantastic. I'll never get tired of. 
the three samurai warriors, especially the one with the minigun. And it's That's tearing great, through the pillars, and she's like scene. dodging the bullets and gets on the minigun and shoots them. Messes you up with their sizing because, like, the sizing in the beginning of the fight was not like. Yeah. And then you see the scale of what those samurai warriors are. It's like, whoa, I didn't yes. know this was like a boss fight. <laughs> yeah, it's like a boss fight. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love that movie so much. But the slow motion in this in this movie, um, one, I don't get tired of it because, again, it always goes back to being a comic book adaptation. And so you're seeing comic book panels. And it's just slowed down for you to soak that in and to see it as a comic book and to really get into it. Um which is something that other comic, uh, other comic book movie directors have tried to do, which is is to com- it's to mimic the comic book format and to do it in a way that 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 works in, in, in cinematically. And for this, the slow motion is fine. I enjoy it. I think it's great, and I think it's great that it's slow motion by design. It's not slow motion after effects. It's not. Yeah. Hey, we have this. We're gonna slow it down. Slow it down. It's yeah. like no, the actors are acting in slow motion, like. Gal Gadot is moving slowly. You'll see mm-hmm. other characters like Iris West and um, uh, Flash and, and Henry Cavill. They're moving slowly because it's supposed to be in slow motion. So when it's done in design like that, A+. plus, Absolute great yeah. stuff. Oh, man. You said something that I wanted to touch back on, and I I want to Oh, just looking like comic it. book panels? There we go. So comic book panels. So think about this. There was a time when Marvel was doing this thing where they would have the um, the, uh, the 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 comic books animated, kind of. Do you know what I mean? It was. I can't remember. There was a term for them. It was motion. the book you were act motion comics. Motion Perfect. comics. Yeah. So that's exactly what motion comics were doing. You were seeing the panels. But there was like two extra frames drawn in or something so that they would have slight motion. But it was all moving so slow. And it was going panel by panel, slowly. That's the same exact concept of you want to see action sequences and it's broken up into scene by scene and panel by panel. Slow it down a tick. You gotta you gotta get everything in. You gotta see it all. Yeah. I mean it kinda to me it makes sense. When people say there's too much, I understand. When you're getting there, when you can, when, when uh, in related to another movie, you know, you just saw something that just has a linear timeline. You're just like, okay, done. Send over with an hour and a half. And you get to this and you think about the four hours and you're like, well, did you need all that slow motion? Sure. Um, Yeah. Hell yeah. You needed all that slow motion. There were some cool shots in that thing, right? Cool. Pissed you off for a couple seconds, but you watched all of it, right? (laughs) I mean, you're done. Listen, it it's one of those things where, hey, if it's slow motion in the action, I can get with that because it's the action scenes and, 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 hey, this is what we paid for, right? This is why some people are like, oh, the movie should be shorter and we just want to get to the action. Okay, let's do that and let's use slow motion and, and like, really dive into it and enjoy it and feast upon this, this great action that we have here. I'm all for it. Um, you know, it's it's always one of those things where, I don't really care how you want to go about it. Just make sure that it's enjoyable. You know, I'm not saying everything has to be slow motion. You don't have to make every comic book movie have slow motion stuff. Zack Snyder doesn't have to do every action bit in slow motion. That's not what I'm going to see. But hey, if it works 
and that's what he's envisioned it and how he's written it out to be and that's what he wants to shoot and that's the finished product that's when i go hey this works this is awesome so here it it works and it works here because i think this is our first big action scene right i'm not missing anything that we've just talked about in any other scene everything has been pretty much just post death of superman so this is our first big action scene and it starts off with slow motion wonder woman busting in dodging some bullets and then it's gonna ramp up so instead of like busting in and being like feora and man of steel where she's just immediately taking out soldiers Mm -hmm. it's like slowed down wonder woman is so fast she's dodging bullets she can see the bomb she sees the children she sees the terrorists she's got everything mapped out now and now she can go and now we're gonna get we're gonna speed it up and that's something what we're gonna be able to talk about tomorrow which is how cool it is that they don't slow things down and we need to appreciate that more often instead of just focusing on the slow motion as being like hey look at the cool stuff they're doing when it's not slow motion let's give that a praise uh so that's all i had for this one nate i don't know about you but we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up for today so if you guys enjoyed everything you can find us on all social media at dceu minute and the facebook group the dc cinematic minute listener society where you can join us to talk about today's minute or any minutes you guys are catching up on And we'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 23 of Zack Snyder's Justice League.